Hey guys, welcome back to the beauty room and happy new year. It's the first episode of the new year. I hope you guys had a amazing Christmas, an amazing new year's, a nice relaxing two weeks of the end of the year. I know that a lot of people either don't work or they take vacation, whatever it is. I hope you had an amazing time and I hope you're feeling refreshed and ready to kick off the new year. I'm sorry that I didn't record. I really just gave myself time to just relax and enjoy company, um, enjoy my husband's company, enjoy my family's company during the last two weeks because I just feel like it was needed and mentally, you know, everyone needs a little break. So that was amazing. I had a really nice relaxing holiday. I had, we went out on New Year's and had an amazing dinner, but it was raining, which sucks here. It was, it's just been raining for like a good week and I'm ready for some sun. The weather here has been so weird. It's been like 60 degrees in January or raining and 30 degrees. So it's like very up and down and it's annoying because I don't like not knowing what to wear every day. It's honestly a pain in the ass. I feel like everything's starting to pick back up again. I feel like it's really hard um, to get back into things after this two week break or two week slow period. I feel like a lot of the industry is closed no matter what company you're working for or it's just really busy because you're trying to you know, meet your numbers or you know, whatever by the end of the year. So everything's like build and it's just a crazy time. So getting in the swing of things now in the beginning of the year kind of like is throws a lot of people off because it's pretty slow. I think January for every industry except accounting. I know it's their busy season now until March, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just like a weird time trying to get back into the swing of things. Also, you have on your mind a bunch of goals and resolutions that you have for the year. So sometimes you're feeling overwhelmed or extremely motivated. So it's just like, it's different for everyone, I feel like. I for sure this year have set some big standards for myself, some big goals, big milestones to hit. I don't know if you can hear my dog groaning in the back. Um, but typically I feel very motivated by this and I am motivated by it, but at the same time, um, for me, a new year and like having new goals and stuff correlates with a clean and fresh space. So my whole beauty room has been like turned upside down and organized from everything. I got a brand new beauty desk, all new lighting. Like I feel so refreshed and like I just feel motivated to create amazing content and just, I don't know, it just really like sparked my creativity and love again for what I do and I'm very happy about that but now I feel like I need to do it to my entire house like we got rid of the Christmas tree and all the Christmas ornaments and like all that stuff but like now my house feels like bare and naked and I feel like I need to like go get some like pieces of furniture so like I'm I don't know, a clean space makes me happy, but it also like kind of stresses me out because I realize all the things that I maybe didn't have before in those spaces, if that makes sense. And now I feel like I need to like fill the spaces because like Christmas decorations take up a lot of room. But yeah, I like new mindset, new goals for me at least correlates with a clean and new space. I know that might be not be a good thing, but it's just how it works for me. So I'm trying to go through every room in my house and just like clean everything up, make sure everything is like spotless and just like fresh so we can, you know, glide through the new year with a clear and fresh mind. 
if you know what I mean. I will say over these past two weeks, I have found love for some new beauty products. I've purchased quite a bit, honestly, (laughs) over the past two weeks. I did like some major Christmas shopping for myself, of course. (laughs) And I feel like I have discovered some new beauty products that I'm really obsessed with. To start, the Makeup by Mario foundation is literally insane. And I'm not just saying that because I love Makeup by Mario, but it's like I've never felt a foundation like the one he created, and I know it's like huge on TikTok right now. Everyone's reviewing it, blah, 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 but I wanted to talk about it because it is amazing. I will say, I'm going to compare it to the House Labs one because the House Labs was like at the top of my list for foundations this year, and I think that the Makeup by Mario initially looks better on the skin, but the House Labs wears better. I did notice this. And so like they're both amazing. So I think next time I do my makeup, I'm going to mix both of them because I feel like we have, you know, the longevity of the house labs and the house labs is kind of like very similar to how the makeup by Mario finishes. So I'm going to definitely try those two out together because they're both amazing, but the makeup by Mario one slays. Also, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've never tried the makeup by Mario blush sticks and I finally got one. Oh my God. What have I been doing? It's the consistency is unlike any consistency for a blush that I've ever tried. And I'm obsessed with it. I also got a new foundation. I got the Dior Forever. What's it? Hold on, let me let me pull it out so I can see. It's the Forever Skin Correct um, Concealer. I've seen this everywhere and it's absolutely worth the hype. It's amazing. I love it. It really finishes beautifully. It didn't crease at all. I feel like it kept my under eyes really bright. I really liked it, and what I wore under it was the Fenty Eye Brightener. Amazing. These are like all these new products I've I've just been loving. The Eye Brightener from Fenty is no joke. It really does like brighten the eyes, and for me, I feel like, I don't know why, but my under eyes have been feeling kind of dull, like kind of dark, and um, that is genetic. That You really can't fix that. Um, so I did invest in an under eye brightener and a new eye cream. I bit the bullet and I bought some ZO, um, under eye bright cream. I think it's what it's called. It's very simple, but ZO skin is unmatched. It really is next level. I mean, skin, you guys know I love SkinCeuticals, but SkinCeuticals, ooh, gosh, SkinCeuticals is right on the cusp of medical and like attainable. So Zio skin is more so like legit medical grade skincare and the products really do work and they are amazing, but they are very expensive. So I did bite the bullet and I bought some of the eye cream because I've heard only amazing things about it. <laughs> My friend who owns a med spa, literally her husband has dark under eyes and he, he it's the only thing he, he uses. Like he loves it. So if a man says it's really good, I can only imagine what a woman will think. I just feel like men most of the time think that skincare and all that stuff is a bunch of BS. So if he says it's good, I can imagine that it is really good. So I'm excited to try that. Um, Another thing that has been hot, I see it on TikTok a lot. I did review it. I did a video. Tarte came out with basically the dupe for um, Charlotte Tilbury contour wand. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. It has one, it has more product. Two, it's cheaper. Three, it's so much more blendable and it doesn't look patchy at all. I feel like sometimes the Charlotte Tilbury would look patchy and this one is just so flawless and natural. It is the shape, um, sculpt, shape sculpt. 
Let me pull it out. It is the Sculpt Tape Contour Wand. It looks literally just like the Charlotte Tilbury one. It's so funny that it's such a power move. I think that is so funny that they came out with that. And it's amazing. They also, Tarte, also came out with a dupe for the... Supposedly it's a dupe for the flawless filter. I have it, but I don't know where it is. I will try it It's definitely in my beauty box so they know they sent it to me So I'll definitely try that if you are interested in that, but yeah Tarte's been on fire lately. They've been on fire And it's funny because like Tarte used to set the trends. I, I saw someone talk about this before Tarte used to legit set the makeup trends like people will copy them and now it's funny that they're like kind of like copying Charlotte Tilbury not so much copying it, but like going off of it. So it's just really interesting to see, especially like following makeup and being into makeup for so long now. Gotta be 15 years that I've been into makeup. So yeah, it's very, very funny to see. Another product that I've been loving is the Bobbi Brown Vitamin Enriched Face Base. This is kind of like a primer and a moisturizer all in one. It is unbelievable. You guys know I love my Charlotte Tilbury and Magic Cream used to be like my go-to for makeup prep and now the Bobbi Brown vitamin one is is my favorite. It's amazing. And it's funny like some products you pay more money and it really is worth it and then some of them like are not, but that it's 65 bucks for the cream. It's a lot, but it's really 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 good. I think that's it for some beauty favorites that I've been really really liking lately. Those are yeah, I think that's it. But they're all amazing and they're definitely like something I use every day now. Well, at least when I'm doing my makeup. Anyways, um, what did you get for Christmas? <laughs> did you guys get anything good? I feel like I got I had got some really good things for Christmas. You know what I got? I got the Shark Flex. It's like the Dyson Airwrap dupe, but it gets a little hotter than the Dyson Airwrap, which I like because my hair's so thick and long that the Dyson Airwrap really didn't stay. On my hair like it really didn't hold at all so I'm really excited to try the, the shark one it's coming in and I haven't gotten it yet my mom ordered it for me as my present and it never came in so <laughs> hopefully it comes in soon because I'm very excited to try it I also got some amazing perfume for my husband it's my new signature scent he got me a bunch of good stuff he got me some skims he got me just great great items and my sister she slayed christmas she she always goes all out but she really did slay christmas she got me the prada glasses the like the ones that are like viral and everybody wants they're amazing i wear them every day at least when it's sunny and it just makes every outfit look so elevated i literally love them what a great present i've wanted them for so long so i'm excited that i finally have them but yeah it was a really great christmas and um i got a lot of questions from the submission box that i put up this week and so i definitely want to base some of this episode to those questions since we haven't been able to talk in two weeks um but yeah but before that i figured we could talk about um just the new year just a little bit about the new year and you know setting yourself up for success slash not stressing over these resolutions and goals and all these things like for example like some people literally want to like be a completely different person in the new year and you don't have to do that slash you shouldn't do that you should be more so growing versus changing yourself yes you can change you can wish or um 
you know, set goals for yourself to change specific things about yourself or habits or any of that kind of stuff. But you don't need to change completely just because it's a new year. And I feel like a lot of people have anxiety over the new year and anxiety going into the new year because they feel pressured to have like this plan and like set like all these crazy goals and stuff. And like, that's not the case. Everyone's resolutions and everyone's goals are going to be different. And I feel like a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed or wrapped up in like this, I have to be a new person in the new year, but that's just not the way it should be. Like, for example, like for me, I don't want to change who I am. Like, I don't want to be a completely different person. I want to continue growing and continue going on my journey this year as well. I mean, my journey is only going to progress because I set, you know, the ground like steps this last year, you know, 2022, like I set goals and resolutions for myself then that I wanted to achieve. And now obviously I'm going to, I want to achieve more and I want to do different things, but I'm going to continue growing in the same path. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to change my entire self and be a completely different person. Like I feel like every year we need to look back and think about the things that we did that we're proud of and go from there. You don't need to have a completely different journey in a new year. You just got to keep going from the journey that you had the year before. So I can understand when people say like the new year overwhelms them, blah, 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 all that stuff, because I think that mindset really just creates like an anxiety kind of feeling around the new year but it's good no matter what to have goals and resolutions in the new year because it's just something that you know you it's it's a form of manifestation in a way you want to put it out into the air you want to manifest good things you want to manifest these goals and you know what's the word not goals but milestones I feel like you want to manifest them and manifestation whoa manifestation doesn't happen unless you put in the work it's not just going to happen by hoping and wishing like you need to actually put in the work and have steps in order to get there because it's not just going to happen from you wishing it you know what I mean and I feel like that is something that is very um, underlooked when people talk about manifestation they think like writing in a journal every day is how your dreams and your hopes and goals are going to happen, but like you need to put the work in as well. It's not just going to happen from you writing it down. You need to have a game plan. You need to be working towards those goals. So no matter what it is, it's good to just have goals, even if it's little, even if it's like reading a book, like something so simple. It's just good to set yourself accountable and have you know, a plan of action to achieve some new things every year. It doesn't mean you have to change who you are. It doesn't mean you have to be a different person. It just means you want to better yourself in the new year. So don't feel overwhelmed from it. Don't feel anxious. Just use it as a form of motivation, you know, motivation to just be a better person, motivation to just level up every single year because life is way too short and we need to take advantage of what's in front of us every single year that comes our way. I just spilled a poppy all over my shirt, my clean, clean skim shirt. I just spilled a root beer poppy all over it. Speaking of poppy, I love poppy. And if you guys haven't tried the soda flavors, you need to. Like I'm, I love soda. I don't drink it because it's bad for you and I don't want to drink like 30 grams of sugar in a drink, but I love the taste of it. I love carbonation. Like I love all that stuff. And poppy has soda flavors, root beer, Dr. Pop, and cola. They taste identical 
to soda. It's actually insane. And it's a prebiotic drink. So it's good for your gut. It's actually like benefiting you drinking it. And it tastes just like the soda. And I love it. I drink it every single day now. And it just makes me feel like I'm indulging in a soda. Like once in a while, yes, I will get a soda. I'll get like a uh, Coke Zero or Dr. Pepper Zero. Like indulge, right? But now that I have started drinking these poppies, like they're just the same. And I'd rather drink it. It only has five grams of sugar too. Another thing I think... Oh, sorry. I'm, we're totally going back. Um to what I was talking about before, but um, another thing that I think is great for you to do in the new year is make a vision board. Manifest that. Manifest a vision board. Make a vision board. Add a bunch of pictures of like goals and, you know, images of things that you would like to achieve and set it as your phone wallpaper so you can look at it every day. I think that's super, super smart. Well, not smart, but motivational. You know, you look at it every single day and you're like, okay, this is my dream. This is my goal. I'm going to work towards that. What can I do today to, you know, get one step closer to that kind of thing. And for me, it works for, for me, it makes me feel like I'm getting closer to my goals and it motivates me every single day. So I feel like if you do that, maybe you would like it too. So that is another idea you can do for the new year. Um, this is more so like, a form of manifestation, but I think it would be good to just implement. I got a phone call mid-sentence, but yeah, I love um, doing vision boards. It's something to just look at every day and remind you of the goals and things that you are setting up for yourself. So I think that it's really helpful and um, you can make it look really cute. So it could like literally be a piece of art on your wall. (laughs) Okay. There were so many questions. So let's get started with them. There were so many great topics and stuff like that, that we can just like go through. Um, but I did want to talk about this one question because I totally get it. It's the question is family wounds and troubles. LMAO, this holiday is tough. I totally understand. I don't know if many of you know this, but I only have a relationship with my mom, um, and her side of the family. I don't, well, that's not true. I don't have a relationship with my biological father and his like small family that lives in his house. I, but I, you know, I'm very close with my dad's side of the family, etc. My grandmother, my uncles, my aunts, all that stuff. But my dad got remarried and, you know, he, she has a very large family. And when I did still have a relationship with him, um, my Christmases and my holidays looked very, 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 very different than they do now. Like my holidays now are very small. And I, you know, it's the people that I love and that I adore. It's my husband, my sister, my mom, my, my sister's boyfriend. Like this is what our holidays look like now. And I'm okay with that, but I understand why you would be feeling that kind of way because it is a huge, huge change. And you just feel like out of whack a little bit, especially the first few holidays without like, a family member or without a side of the family that you usually used to spend holidays with. Like it's just a very different ball game. But in the end, the reason why these things happen is just to make you a better person and to show you like who you really should be surrounding yourself with. And you need to remember that. Like even though you your holidays may look smaller or your everyday looks smaller, you don't see the people that you used to see, like it's for a reason. You're doing this to you know, rid yourself of that toxic environment, to make yourself a better person, to remove yourself from that shitty situation. And in the long run, it's, it's amazing. And it's the right decision. But in the beginning, I understand how it's hard to see that. And you kind of get blurred by, 
you know, the new normal. And it's, it's just very easy to feel overwhelmed or upset or just like, I don't know, just different from it. So, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand family shit is, is hard. It's not easy. And you ultimately have to just make the best decision for yourself. That's all that matters. And if that means removing people from your life and not spending the holidays with them anymore and having a new holiday, new traditions, new things that you do as a healthy, mentally happy person, that is more important. And you need to keep reminding yourself of that or else you will get you know, you, you will get overwhelmed and you will feel like maybe you shouldn't have done this, or maybe I should have just dealt with what they were doing so we could have big holidays. Like I'm using that, I'm using that as an example, obviously, but yeah, you just need to keep reminding yourself of the good decisions that you are making and how it's actually going to benefit you and how it has benefit you up to this point and just create your new normals, create new traditions, do things, you know, that you enjoy and with your small group or whoever you're spending the holidays with, it's, it's nice to just create new memories and create new traditions that you can be excited for. And you can look forward to every single holiday now that they look a little different. The holidays are also a big, um, a big target for a lot of toxic members to make you feel bad for not spending it with them. Um, I know for me, it was really hard the first few holidays that I spent away from certain family members because I was like guilted into like spending time with them when I knew that the right thing was to not spend time with them and to maybe actually change what I usually have done for the past 10, 11 years. You know what I mean? So you definitely have to keep your eyes open for that because it is definitely a big target for people or toxic people to use against you to coming to a holiday party or coming and spending time with them or buying them a gift, like, etc. So yeah, I get it. Family shit is really hard, but it teaches you the most about yourself when you remove yourself from that situation and you do what's best for you aside from what is blood. I think that it's really, really, really special when someone can do that and it's something to be applauded for because it is one of the hardest things you could ever do because you're grown and you're basically wired to think that, well, not to think that, that your family is, without a doubt, you need to stay with them and you can never go against their back. But in reality, if they're toxic and they're not a good fit for you and they make you feel shitty and they do things that you would never do to another person, you don't deserve to be spending any holidays or any days or seconds or minutes with that person or around those people because you deserve way, way better than that. Also, the first one is always the hardest. The first holiday, like after a big change is always the hardest and then it gets better. But I'm really serious about making new traditions and making new like normals on holidays because it really makes the time so much better and happier and like it's just great so yeah a little bit about toxic family members and holidays it sucks but you'll be fine you'll get through it and i'm proud of you for making decisions on behalf of your mental health and being <laughs> all right so this next question is diet and workout routine this is very broad um, I know I'm not really sure what they mean by that, but I'll go in a little bit about like what I'm doing right now. Currently the past two months, I've just been intuitively eating. That means not really tracking. I am 
you know, I'm working out for um, strength and I'm trying to build my muscle tissue with eating more um, because starting next month, I'm going to start like a kind of like a mini cut, not really a mini cut, but like a cutting session because my honeymoon is in May and I'm so excited. I want to look like a snatched queen in Italy. <laughs> so yeah, so you typically before cutting or trying to lose weight, you really want to kind of up your calories a little bit, make your maintenance calories a little higher just so when you are planning on losing weight, you can kind of lose that fat a little easier. So right now I'm just intuitively eating. I'm eating what I want and I'm not, I'm not really on a diet. I'm just kind of eating a lot of protein and a lot of carbs, a lot of fruits and vegetables, that kind of stuff. So um, right now my workout split is I'm weightlifting four days a week and I do Pilates two times a week. I love Pilates. It's a new love of mine. I have found a passion for it the past... Um, I've been doing it for like two months now, but I will say the past two weeks I have been not getting up for my classes. My classes are usually seven, seven thirty, or eight. Um, I do it before I start work and I just have not been waking up. I've just been hitting snooze and every time I don't go to a class, it's $30. So I've missed like three. So $90 worth of classes. Um, that's not really good. Honestly, it's not really that way. It's just, you have a specific amount of credits that you pay for every month. And when you don't show up to the class, like one of those credits is gone. So it's not so much that I'm spending $30 each class. It's just that I'm losing out on an opportunity to get into another class. So yeah, um, that is definitely stopping as of 2023 because I'm not missing any more classes. I need to get up in the morning and go. But yeah, when you're waking up at like 536 and you're just like so tired, ugh, it's just been like the worst. But yeah, I work out almost every day. I have typically one or two rest days. And, but again, like I've said before in my past episodes, I enjoy working out. Like it's my fix. It's my way to de-stress and clear my mind. So, um, it really doesn't feel like a chore to me, you know, like I look forward to going to the gym and working out. So yeah, this next question is funny. I'm not familiar with dry January, but dry January tips and tricks. I don't drink a lot, so I don't need to do dry January, nor have I ever done dry January. It, If you don't know what dry January is, you just completely cut out alcohol for the entire month of January. I probably drink twice a month, <laughs> if that. So like, I really don't drink a lot. I don't drink at home, really, maybe an occasional glass of wine. And when I go out, like on the weekend, like Sometimes we don't like go out to eat on the weekend. Sometimes we'll stay at home and cook at home and stuff like that. And usually I don't really drink when I'm here. So I probably roughly will have a drink day, like a, like a two or three drinks at night. Maybe, maybe three. Three's pushing it. One or two drinks um, at dinner twice a month. So I would not be the best person to ask for advice or dry January because I don't need to do that. I don't feel like I drink. I never drink during the week. So that, I feel like if you do drink during the week, maybe that would be, um, dry January would be a good option for you because, you know, drinking is like sugar and it is, it causes inflammation and stuff like that. So I understand why you would feel like the need to cut alcohol out. But if I felt like I needed to cut down on my drinking and I was doing dry January, some tips and tricks I think that I would implement is finding like a drink that you like the taste of and that you enjoy drinking that doesn't have alcohol in it or learn how to make some mocktails 
Mocktails are a huge thing right now. And it's funny because they charge the same amount of money <laughs> for the mocktail that they do the real cocktail at a restaurant. So it's like, what's the point? I get it. But um, mocktails are a huge thing right now. So even if you go out and you feel like, oh, I feel weird that I don't have a drink or blah, 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 you can get a mocktail. No one will even know that you're not drinking. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would probably find a drink that I enjoy drinking. For me, I think it would be like a poppy or something like that. Um, that feels like fun, like a drink does, but it's not, it doesn't have alcohol in it. Drinking also has, a, like if you do drink a lot, maybe more than two, three times a week, it's linked to anxiety and linked to weight gain. So um, I understand why people feel the need to cut it out completely if they do have, an, not an issue, but they feel like they're drinking more than usual. But for me and like my husband, for example, like we, he more so has a drink, like Maybe once a week we'll have like a, a a whiskey on ice, like like that's relaxing for him. But we really rarely drink at home, and if we do, we're drinking when we go out to eat, and that's like maybe two times a month. So, yeah, we wouldn't be the right people to talk to about that. But I totally get the point of dry January, and I think it would be good mentally for people to do if they feel like they're drinking more than a few times a week. And it's funny because me and my husband both come from families of alcoholics, and we're so, like, opposite. Like, we are not alcoholics at all. So it's interesting. It's very interesting how that happens because, like, some people, obviously, if they come from alcoholic family ties like they have an issue with alcohol and like we are so the opposite. So at least that's a good thing. Some of these questions are just a little too broad. Um, to answer. So I'm going to skip some, but, um, this next question is how do you maintain your hair color? Do you go to the salon or do you do it yourself? So my hair is just about my natural hair color. It, it, no, sorry. Correction. It is my natural hair color. My hair is very naturally dark. Um, and if you don't believe me, look at my eyebrows. My eyebrows are literally black and my eyelashes. So no, I have very, very dark hair. What I do do though, is I get glosses. Glosses are just kind of like a leave-in treatment not leave-in treatment it's a like a deep treatment that they do at the salon that just adds shine and to your hair just makes it look kind of like brand new um you can get glosses with color in it you can get glosses without but for me i really just do like i do a gloss and then i add the same color that my natural hair is and i think the level is four n would be like a scale of like what my natural hair color is it would be comparable to a 4n so that's what I do. I do not do it myself. I go to the salon because I don't really get my hair. I, well, I don't get my hair permanently dyed or anything like that. So I just feel like why not go to the salon and get pampered and get a blowout and whatever. So that's what I like to do. Um, I do that maybe every few months. Um, not very regularly, but I do feel like so fresh and like my hair feels so shiny and bouncy when it's done. So it's nice. This next question is favorite drugstore and makeup and skincare. Um, this is a good question. There's a lot of like drugstore stuff that I do like and I'm gonna look into my drawer and see um, If we can pull some stuff out just some of my favorites. I really love the Lumi L'Oreal Lumi Glotion This is kind of like a dupe for the drunk bronzy. Sorry drunk 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 bronzy <laughs> Drunk elephant bronzy drops which like everyone all like loves but I honestly like to mix both of them because they're really great Another great drugstore is the e.l.f. Halo Glow. This is basically the dupe for the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter, and it's also amazing. That was something that went super viral this year. I'm looking at um, some drugstore stuff. I really like the Revlon 
blush and ravishing rose it is an amazing blush color it's kind of the same as the nars orgasm color but it it's just a little darker and I, I like that it's a little darker actually some other things that i find good from drugstore oh maybelline fit me powder amazing amazing finishing powder it's something that i'll use forever it's so so good um, I think that's really it for my drugstore makeup that I have here. Um, for drugstore skincare, my favorites, um, you guys know this, Vaseline, <laughs> the best, CeraVe healing ointment as well, amazing, Aquaphor, amazing. These are all amazing, um, drugstore skincare products that I use almost every night. Um, another skincare product that I really like is the Neutrogena Hydra Boost, um, that's a really good line. That is uh, where they have the makeup remover, like the oil cleanser, and I like the moisturizer as well. Um, e.l.f. has some really great skincare products. I really like their products as well. I'm trying to think of drugstore. La Roche-Posay is a great um, one. I love their hyaluronic acid. It's great. Their moisturizers are great. I love their sunscreens. That's a really great drugstore brand. From the top of my head, that's really what I can think of for favorites from drugstore. Um, those are also great brands and products. So those would be my suggestions. This next question is a good one. How is skincare tied to gut health? So I've said this before, your gut is like the brain of your entire body. If your gut is off, everything in your body is going to be off. And it's literally so, so true. Um, the more you heal your gut and the more you give your gut good um, probiotics, prebiotics, um, fermented food, all that kind of stuff, the clearer your skin will be and the glowier your skin will be. For example, sea moss. Sea moss is one of the best things that you can take for your gut. It balances out the hormones in your gut and it's also high in iodine, which is great for, well, it depends. You can't take too much sea moss. That's why the recommended dose is only one to two tablespoons because um, it's good, really good for your thyroid, but iodine is not good in like too much of it. Too much of it's not good. So that's why you can only take one to two tablespoons. But iodine, it has, first of all, it has 94 minerals out of 102 that the body needs. And that's why I preach it all the time because it actually is like gold in a jar. It makes your skin absolutely glow. It helps with digestion, all that kind of stuff. Another great thing for your gut is greens, a green supplement. And uh, pre and probiotics. So that poppy that I was talking about, that's a probiotic soda and it helps literally it tastes delicious, but it also helps my gut as well as, I don't know if you've seen this, but the coconut cult yogurt or any prebiotic yogurt, um, is amazing. So Greek yogurt is filled with fermented, like active live cultures, which is great for the gut, like things like kimchi, all that kind of stuff. It is 1000% correlated with your skincare and the more you take care of your gut, the more you will see it in your skin. On the topic of skin, this next question is unevenness, hyperpigmentation, corrects correctors for your face. I'm so self-conscious. So I really, really struggled with hyperpigmentation when I suffered with hormonal acne. I am a little darker, you know, I have very olive skin tone. I come from nationalities that are darker. So my melanin in my skin is a lot higher and it causes hyperpigmentation in like the teeniest like bit of like a, an acne mark or anything like that. So like if I have a pimple, like I see that pimple for a good week or two after it's done. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just because the melanin is higher in my skin 
and I'm more prone to hyperpigmentation. So I understand um, how frustrating it can be. And I'm going to tell you that the best thing for hyperpigmentation is two things, retinol slash tretinoin and azelaic acid. These two things will change your skin when it comes to hyperpigmentation. Also, skin cycling is, I always say how it's amazing, but it really is amazing because if you think about it, in the one week you're getting your exfoliation night, your retinol tretinoin night, and two nights to hydrate the skin so you're not destroying your skin barrier. And it really is a game changer and I think everybody should be on a skin cycling routine. But those two products or those two types of products will really, really help with hyperpigmentation. That's topical stuff. If you want to get more into it, chemical peels, microneedling, all that stuff is going to absolutely help with hyperpigmentation, especially stubborn, like, you know, dark marks and stuff like that. It's really, really going to help. So those would be my recommendations. All right. These questions are getting a little more in depth. So I'm going to try to get through all of them, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. So this next question is skincare. What to start with core products. This is a good one. And this one, I think everybody should hear beginners skincare. I'm going to go through each thing that you should have if you're a beginner and or experienced like there's there are things that you need to have in your skincare routine for it to be a good one in the morning everybody should have a gentle cleanser or whatever kind of cleanser you want a vitamin c a hyaluronic acid a moisturizer and an spf high on the spf everybody needs to be wearing spf every day nighttime just for beginners i would invest in a retinol and I would invest in just hydrating products. At nighttime is the time that you typically want to treat your face. So that's why I say the retinol. One night you can do, you know, cleanser, hyaluronic, retinol, moisturizer. Another night you can just do a hydrating routine. So that could really just be cleanser, hydrating serum, and moisturizer. So like nighttime is a little easier, but that's when you want to use like the more stronger products, aka retinol. If you want to get into like skin cycling, etc., that's a whole nother ballpark. But those are the essential products that I think everybody should have. Cleanser, moisturizer, vitamin C, retinol, and, and sunscreen. Those are five products that everybody should have in their skincare routine. All right, I'm going to try to bust through some of these. Things to know before going for your first facial. I think this is a great question. Um, before you go for your face, whoa, before you go for your first facial, make sure that you are not using retinol or tretinoin for at least three days before. If it's your first facial, probably more than that because your skin's gonna be a little sensitive, but really nothing. You show up to you can show up with product on your face or not, they'll wash it off, but it's best to just not show up with anything on your face, no makeup, no skincare, anything like that. They're going to cleanse your face and then go through with the procedure and then you're going to be left glowing and beautiful. But um, yeah, it just really, really depends on the type of facial you're getting. But I literally am so excited to get a facial every time I go. It's the best thing ever. So yeah, just enjoy it. Don't be nervous or anything like that. It's just supposed to be a very relaxing and good experience. But yeah, and then at nighttime, typically you don't need to wash your face that night. Just kind of let it, all the products or whatever they use, soak into the skin and then wake up in the morning and cleanse and do your skincare the day after. But typically the night of the facial, you really don't have to cleanse your face. Those would be the only things I think um, you should do to prep for that. Okay, last one. This is a relationship-based one. It says, how to trust men again after you've been effed over. So um, I think that... If you have a, a wall up and this hold on not trusting men again, it'll be very hard to find someone um, that you can trust because you have this whole like, 
idea that you can't trust men again, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I get being hurt and I get being scared to trust someone again. But if you don't allow yourself to give it all you got into every relationship that you put yourself into, then it's going to be very hard to develop a, you know, ground, like core fundamental of a relationship. It's, it's going to be very hard to develop those feelings for each other and develop that trust that comes along with just putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and emotional, etc. So I think that this whole like stigma of not trusting men after you've been screwed over is going to hurt you more in the long run because it's not going to allow you to really blossom in a relationship and experience like the beauty of connecting with someone else and experiencing life with someone else. You really need to be all in from the beginning or it's really hard to develop that connection. So I think that um, really just putting yourself out there and telling yourself like if you get hurt again, you you get hurt again, but you're going to learn a lesson from it. And it's going to teach you something about yourself that you may not know before, but at least you put in all the effort and at least you tried the best you could because I truly believe that if you don't put yourself all in and you don't give it all you got, it's very hard to create that lasting and trusting relationship with anybody. That was a good one. Okay. I think I'm going to end it there. Um, Thanks for tuning in guys. I missed talking to you so much. We're back on our regular schedule every single week. I will see you on Tuesday. I know this is coming out on Wednesday, so I'm sorry about that, but I had a crazy, crazy beginning of my week, but we're all good now. So yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. I loved talking about all the things that we talked about. I know there was a bunch of questions, and if I didn't get your question, I'm so sorry, and I will try to get to it next time. Some of them were a little broad, and I didn't want to blabble on about a bunch of stuff because I like to keep these fairly, fairly short, at least under an hour. So yeah, I hope the first week of the year is amazing to you. I hope that you are having a great week and you have a great weekend. Do some things that you love and enjoy. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. lol kidding all right i love you guys thank you so much for tuning in and i hope that you enjoyed this episode bye